Dearly beloved, happy Easter. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. It's been so good to walk together this week uh, with you, with Jesus. I really appreciate you listening. By doing that, uh, you're making a place for me personally to feel like I'm a part of this too. So thank you. Um, I won't say too much in this last episode since I've got some friends whose voices I want to listen to with you. Uh, Kirsten Jeffrey Johnson is going to read for us. Amy Lee is going to read for us. Chris Slayton is going to sing a song. Um, But I will point out one phrase in the song that Chris Slayton, who goes by Son of Laughter, will sing for us in a minute. The song is called The Gardener, and the phrase is, He will call all we are not as if we were, and we will come springing from the earth. That little phrase has given me a lot of hope this week to think of Jesus one day calling a dead thing like me alive, knowing he can make it come true. I keep wanting to hang on to that. That reminds me of the idea of confidence, which I often feel like I have very little of, but it means with fidelity, con-fidelity. But my confidence isn't in my fidelity. It's in Jesus's fidelity, his faithfulness, his ability to somehow, some way, though it seems impossible to me, his ability to get me home safely to his father's house. He can do it, and he apparently wants to. He's already gone through so much trouble which was 100% his idea. He broke the jar and poured out the perfume without anyone having to twist his arm. And uh, as much as we rightly feel that we're not good enough, or whatever category of, quote, enough you want to say, he will call us what we know we're not. But if he calls us that, and he never lies then we are. If he says we are beloved children, forgiven, if he says we are his pure bride, then he will make his own words about us come true. He is able to do it. So we put all of our trust in his fidelity, which gives us confidence. And we put all our trust in the beauty of his love, that he's already proven to us at the cross. So, a very happy and most blessed Easter, you dearly beloved of God. John 20, 11 through 18. But Mary stood outside the tomb, weeping, As she wept, she bent down and looked into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting there where Jesus' body had been lying, one at the head and one at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And Mary replied, They've taken my Lord away, and I don't know where they put him. When she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? 
because she thought he was the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, just tell me where you've put him. I'll take care of him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus replied, Don't touch me, for I've not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brothers and tell them, I'm ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and informed the disciples, I've seen the Lord. And she told them what Jesus had said to her. The women who had followed Jesus from Galilee stood at a distance watching him breathe his last. On the day of preparation, they followed Joseph of Arimathea and saw the tomb and Jesus' body laid in it. The record in Luke says nothing of how they felt or what they said amongst themselves or how long they lingered in the last place they might see their Lord. But their next act reminds me poignantly of a mother who once wrote about preparing for the death of her terminally ill daughter. All throughout the daughter's young life, she had packed her lunch for school and snacks, clothes, and toys for family trips. But in those grief-weighted days at the end, what could she pack for her now? What could she give her for this long journey? The women went back and prepared spices and ointments before the sun set and Sabbath began. This was, perhaps, the last loving thing they would be able to do for Jesus and none of it would be needed. What happened to those spices? Did they fall to the ground with the women's faces as the angels asked, Why do you seek the living among the dead? Were they clutched in their arms as the women took to their feet, leaving a fragrant trail of haste and incredulity? In his gospel, John continues the account. Mary Magdalene stands weeping after the disciples have come and beheld the empty tomb and gone home. The spices are no longer present, but neither is the body they were intended for. The two angels in the tomb ask her, Woman, why are you weeping? They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him, she replies. She turns to see a man, likely the gardener, who asks her the same question. She does not know him until he says her name. All the post-resurrection moments in which the eyes of Jesus' followers open to recognize him have something to tell us, I think. This one arrests my heart. After all the earth-shattering events whose import and magnitude could be sensed, even if not fully comprehended, after the piercing agony of watching from a distance and wondering what will become of her and the women with her, After wishing to catch one last sight of his body, at the very least, and yearning to hear his voice just one more time, here he is, and all he says is a single word. Not his own name, as he told Moses and the Israelites with equal succinctness so long ago, but hers, Mary. In the space of that word, I remember that the chief shepherd calls each of his sheep by name. The captain of the fishers of men is, astonishingly, not in the business of pulling up anonymous crowds in a net. We are each line caught, as it were. In the tidal rush of world events and catastrophes, we are not forgotten. It is a truth that the sons of Korah knew ages ago. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. 
Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Psalm 46, 1 and 2. And it is a truth reiterated straight away by the resurrected presence of Christ. He is here, with me, with you, not vaguely, not abstractly, not merely on the level of nations, but right here. Today we were to host an Easter egg hunt at our home. How I miss the sound of children laughing in the spring slant of sunlight across the garden. There ought to be bunting fluttering overhead and merry shouts of discovery and the silent rejoicing of emerging tulips to trumpet Christ's resurrection with color and vim. But white snow blankets the ground instead, as heavy as the drift of this spring's headlines. In place of putting up the banded banners, we've covered the strawberry crowns. Make no mistake, we will rise to the joy of the occasion nonetheless. We will tuck a few eggs into bookshelves and hidden corners and gather around the table with clasped hands and hearts full of wonder at the decisiveness of the Lord's victory. We will still make way for foolish and crucially beautiful things, as Matthew mentioned on Wednesday, especially in this time of grief and limitation. But perhaps the best commemoration I can make, the act most resonant with that new and holy morning so many years ago, is to come with confidence before the throne of grace and look full in the face of his love. This love who was not satisfied to die for mankind in one indistinguishable mass, but who stooped to look the desperate invalid in the eye, who raised his head to call directly to the single outcast in the sycamore tree. This love who knows my face and who calls me by my own name. And so it is that we may turn from the ever-present specter of death with the gladness of Mary hearing the voice from beyond the grave. In place of spices to mask the decay of shrouded hope, here is, instead, the fragrance of life coming upon the wind of the Spirit, deep strength and purpose and joy in the face of an ageless gardener as he prepares a place for us. Alleluia. He is risen indeed. Seven Stanzas at Easter by John Dyke Make no mistake, if he rose at all, it was as his body. If the cell's dissolution did not reverse, the molecules re-knit, the amino acids rekindle, the church will fall. It was not as the flowers, each soft spring recurrent. It was not as his spirit in the mouths and fuddled eyes of the eleven apostles. It was as his flesh, ours. The same hinged thumbs and toes, the same valved heart that pierced, died, withered, paused and then regathered out of enduring might, new strength to enclose. Let us not mock God with metaphor, analogy, sidestepping, transcendence, making of the event a parable, a sign painted in the faded credulity of earlier ages. Let us walk through the door. 
The stone is rolled back. Not paper mache, not a stone in a story, but the vast rock of materiality that in the slow grinding of time will eclipse for each of us the wide light of day. And if we have an angel at the tomb, make it a real angel, weighty with Max Planck's quanta, vivid with hair, opaque in the dawn light, robed in real linen, spun on a definite loom. Let us not seek to make it less monstrous for our own convenience, our own sense of beauty. Lest awakened in one unthinkable hour, we are embarrassed by the miracle and crushed by remonstrance. Gardener sings to infant stems, he bends almost whispering. Their young, unopened fists are softening, their lily heads shall spread open offerings. And I am learning how to sing, oh, what is not. It shall be, and he is still singing over me. You found me by the riverside, so sick of my old ways, I cried. I try, I try, but I see no change in me. And you told me love change can be slow. Just look how long this river goes to sketch its steep, canyon deep calligraphies. And I was learning how to see, oh, what is not as it shall be. And that river's still washing over me. Searching in vain for a reply, I kiss the lines along your eyes. With the work of thousands of days, will you could throw such work away?
gardener sings To infant stems he bends Almost whispering And I stand alone in his periphery Where the cemetery carries Many scattered seeds And I am learning How to sing Oh, what is it shall be yes all who i've loved and all that i've known will one day be laid in this valley of bones and with a song the gardener We'll call all we are not As if we were And we will come springing from the earth We will come springing from the earth Collect for Easter Day. O God, who for our redemption didst give thine only begotten Son to the death of the cross, and by his glorious resurrection hast delivered us from the power of our enemy, grant us so to die daily to sin, that we may evermore live with him in the joy of his resurrection. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.